Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. Today, I have the lovely Deirdre Kelly, who is joining me to talk about menopause. Deirdre is a women's health coach and a PT also. So I've actually worked with Deirdre myself. Um, She was my PT and uh, during a time when my health and strength and fitness were not the best at all, she was amazing extremely personalized coaching um, and really got my strength back to where a place where I needed it to be and so I'll always be grateful to her for that Uh, but she is coming on today and we're going to really chat about the menopause it's an an area that she's focusing on in a lot on at the moment which is a hugely important area um, and a topic for women to understand regardless of what age you are and so understanding perimenopause and the menopause is something I think um, every woman should know about and, and what to expect and what to look out for but um yeah Deirdre thank you so much for coming on today um I'm gonna let you introduce yourself and tell people what you do and um what you're about I suppose so yeah awesome thank you so much I'm so appreciative for those kind words as well oh, yeah. I'm getting really embarrassed here <laughs> but um yeah I suppose my name is D um DK Fitness as some know me on Instagram um I run DK Fitness and Nutrition and it's really relatively new I suppose I only in the industry maybe about five years um but I have been interested in training for more than 10 12 years um like most joined the gym uh, I was a bit late. I was probably uh, late 20s by the time uh, I joined the gym compared to some of them now who are joining maybe at 15. Yeah. Um, but if I could go back to myself, then I tell her to get off the treadmill, which I spent about three years on. You know, I was very embarrassed being in the gym, didn't know what to do, was so afraid to ask anyone for help. And, you know, saw that gym as very much a men's area, which it's not, you know, and uh, I think it's really important now for anyone starting to really, I would tell them, you know, grab a trainer, ask, put your hand up and ask for help. So from there, you know, I got into triathlon. I got obsessed with that and uh, was was very lucky to compete in loads of races, did a half Ironman in 2015 while injured. Actually, that's one thing throughout my life. I have suffered with injury because I don't listen to the advice and <laughs> don't take the rest and stuff. And then um, I suppose my background wasn't fit, fitness like I never did any sport or any of that but I really enjoyed the triathlon found I was quite a good swimmer and really got involved in open water swimming and did the Dublin Liffey swim as well that was amazing I think that was 2014 or 15, 14 maybe um but then I was working in finance I have a degree in hotel and catering I also am a certified AC accountant and you know was really really high up in my job at the time but was extremely stressed like working crazy hours while trying to train, while trying to do everything. And then it came to a point where my mental health was so badly affected that I just quit. 
I quit my job in early 2018 and just decided I want to become a trainer. I want to learn more about my body. I want to learn more about food. And I became a personal trainer, went off, did some traveling then for a while, came back. And then I suppose it took me a while to get go back to accounting because I know it but then I jumped into fitness and I haven't looked back I've now a certified nutritionist I do a lot of courses I'm constantly learning um which is you know last year I've done the menopause which is I suppose, what we're here to talk about yeah. um so with COVID then I had to I was working in a gym had started to build a client base and like most people everything stopped yeah. and I just said you know what this is the time let's try online and I absolutely love it um, like I suppose most of us, COVID has opened the doors to, to so many things. It's yeah. taken us out of our comfort zone. Like, you know, we're, we're doing more lives. Like I've never done, I'm sh- shite, excuse my language, when it comes to <laughs> IT and all of that stuff, but learning to put together videos, like the stuff we have learned as I suppose coaches or trainers in the last year to moving online is incredible. Oh, you become exactly. an admin, account, yeah, for everything. everything, right? <laughs> your marketing, your advertising. Um, so I suppose then with my clients, the clients that were coming to me were uh, mid forties, late forties, fifties, sixties, which is new. I just, I don't know what I suppose my niche was at the time. Um, but I started to become more interested in that area and realizing, well, hold on, things are a little bit different as we get older in relation mm-hmm. to coaching and nutrition. Yes, you know, when it comes to nutrition, energy balance is key for weight loss and all of that, but there are so many other things. So I decided to uh, learn more about that, but not only because of my clients and stuff, I personally started to have health changes that I wasn't aware of. So it, this might be TMI for some people, but down below wasn't working right. Yeah. I remember having a conversation in maybe it was 2007, 18 with a couple of my girlfriends. We were out long before COVID when we could go to a bar and have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> and talking about our sex life. And, you know, I wasn't things weren't going well for me. And it was a lot of it was very painful. And one of the girls like, it's the pill. Come off the pill you know we never mentioned the word because menopause to me is oh you're in your 50s right yeah, you know yeah. you're older um so anyway that was fine came off it it was still wasn't working and I just presumed it's me it's my body I'm a weirdo and you know I'm just getting old and you know what I was too embarrassed to talk to a doctor I really was I was even talking to my friend friend at the time was quite hard yeah but, you know um did that didn't work and then Another thing came up, which was I went for a research. There was a research study been done and they were doing DEXA scans. And I was like, oh, I really want to know my density and my body fat and all of that. But what I, you know, was helping out the research study, they actually told me you need to contact a doctor as soon as possible. We're concerned about your bone density. They don't give you the results, but they were literally saying you need to go. It's really low. And it turns out that I had started to get osteoporosis in my lower back and osteopenia everywhere else. And I was like, this can't be happening. I resistance train. I eat well. You know, the doctor never anything. She's like, oh, you just need to take calcium. And, you know, never mentioned that maybe I could be possibly going through early stages of menopause or yeah. perimenopause. Uh, went to a osteo consultant, which are very actually quite difficult to find. Um, and she was having a bad day because her attitude to me was not very nice on the day because she basically told me that I was training too much and I need to put on weight and I was eating too much gluten and that's why I was having such low bone density and I was like okay well I'm a nutritionist and I I don't think you're right but I didn't want to obviously you know you think the doctors know everything like when yeah, it comes yeah. to nutri- you know so I suppose all of that 
so that was going on for the last few years and I didn't really no one put together menopause or perimenopause so then came 2020 and I'm part of Lift the Bar which is an amazing educational program for PTs based in the UK and they're just phenomenal and they have amazing courses one of them which is the I did that and everything clicked I was like oh my god I'm actually in perimenopause I've low bone density I have all these other symptoms you know my anxiety was through the roof yeah fair enough I was studying at the time COVID had hit yes yeah then I had all of this stuff so I was like oh my god I'm going to start learning more and more and more then went with clients with symptoms I was like oh my god this lady could be going through the perimenopause yeah. so I suppose that's where we are now I have started to do lots of uh, reading lots of because as a coach as a trainer you know if you're working with women you need to understand women it's like yeah. the same you know we need to understand how the cycle is affecting our nutrition our training yeah. um all of these hormones you know we really really as a coach you really need to take more of an interest and that's what I do I try learning learning as much as I can now we'll never know everything we're and I'm yeah, not yeah. saying I'm an expert but I'm trying to get as much edge um information in order to help my clients so that's where we are around so what I've done is like I said the menopause course um with lift the bar I'm obsessed with Dr Louise Newson in the UK menopause doctor she also set up the menopause charity among other doctors Kate Muir Dirda Lundy uh Dr Jen Gunther has an amazing book as well um Stronger by Science does some great work. I've so many people that I've reached out to that I've read all of their stuff and kind of put together and what I did then is I put together a masterclass class with my clients there in June and then launched one, which went really well last week for anyone from Instagram or Facebook could yeah, sign up. To. Yeah. So it's really kind of creating awareness. Like Joe Duffy did run an amazing series on the menopause a few months ago. Phenomenal, like scary. It was scary to hear the pain that some women are going through. Yeah. And a lot of it is lack of education, not only by women, by the doctors. Yes, doctors yes. mostly. They're not, you know, and you know this from dealing with clients, you know, they're put the poor girls on the pill when when they shouldn't really be put on the pill, you know, and a lot of that is they don't have the time. They're rushing with people. They don't have the education in some of these areas and they don't have the time to upskill and read articles. So if we can do as much as we can with clients, talk about it with our friends, talk about it with uh, our family, which is, you know, it's embarrassing to talk about yeah yeah, totally yeah but but to be aware so I suppose then we want to talk about what is menopause Mary Jo right like I suppose you've summarized a lot about like everything that you do what you got to there and then your amazing master class that you did so like you'll probably be running that again at another stage so like just people follow your page to keep an eye out DK fit nuts so you can see that because I think it will be really helpful for anyone who is maybe thinking they're going through perimenopause or menopause um, and then like yeah like what is that like how do we figure out or what what are the main things to look out for so um, if a person or a woman sorry is thinking am I going through this right now what should I be looking out for what would you tell them to or what kind of are the typical signs or symptoms well, before we get down to the symptoms, I think it's important to know um, about menop- what is menopause. So menopause is actually a stage. So menopause is the point where your period has stopped for 12 months yeah. and one day. And that has to be consecutive 12 months and it cannot be explained by any physiological health factor, right? So basically the ovaries have stopped production of hormones and, and basically you haven't, you're no period, you're 
re natural reproductive life has finished. So that the average age really, it's about 51, but it can go from 45 to 54. And that's natural because yeah. it can also be medically or um, it can be induced. You know, for example, yes. if, if you were going through cancer, you may have to be put into the menopause to protect your organs, or you may have had a hysterectomy where you're put, if you're, everything is removed, you're put straight into the menopause or just ovaries. If the ovaries are left, it could be a couple of years. So that's really, it's a point in time. So once you've hit the menopause, you're in post-menopause. And you're in that for the rest of your life. Like, yeah. that's it. It's like kind of a new phase. As yes, such. It's like yeah. uploading. They, some women describe it as uploading a new operating system. You're in a new phase. Mm -hmm. So the perimenopause then is the time leading up to that. And some women are some uh, experts call it the swinging stage. And it's not to be confused with swingers now. It's just <laughs> the swinging stage. And it's really where your hormones haven't settled down. You know, they're going crazy. It yeah. rises and falls. So that leads to these irregular cycles and everything. So that can happen. Like personally, for me, I would say I hit it early, late 30s, right? Um, and that can take five to 10 years, you know, and it's it can have, I'll talk about the symptoms now in a minute. Then you have your early menopause and that's when your period stop completely before the age of 45. Okay. And then there's another term which is called premature ovarian insufficiency or used to be called premature ovarian failure, which is not a nice term. So insufficiency is probably a little bit easier. And yeah. that's if it happens before the age of 40. And okay. this is an extremely important for women to realize that if that is happening, you really need medical intervention because mm -hmm. of the health risk of that estrogen so basically yeah. your estrogen is declining yeah. and if it happens at a really young age you really need help with your hormones because of the effects on heart bone yeah. health and pelvic floor as well Ser you know not to scare people but it is really important that you get medical supervision around that time yeah, yeah. and actually in the uk the stats show that one in 100 women actually go through poi so you know it is important to be aware of that so i suppose just to note, it doesn't affect us women, right? Because men are infected. Men are affected because everyone around you is affected. It's yeah. not just women. So your partners and everyone else is indirectly affected. So, you know, we need to realize and be, everyone needs to be educated on it. Yeah. How do we know when we're in it? Well, apart from the symptoms that people are like, oh, I'm just going to go to, I know a few of my girls are going, I'm just going to go get my blood stone. And I was like, well, actually, a blood test is not actually going to do it. So your diagnosis is more clinical, clinical. So it's basically made on medical signs and reported symptoms rather than tests. So for perimenopause, so your hormones are fluctuating way too much to yeah. give the tests any clinical value. So, you know, it could be high one day or yeah, maybe yeah, 20 minutes it. later, they could be really, really low, right? It's a roller so, coaster at that point. Yeah, exactly. It's this whole swinging stage. And, you know, it doesn't really matter because nothing we can do about it because yeah. it's just how the ovaries are responding. So if you are going to get blood tests, if you're in, say, over 45, you think you're into that perimenopause stage, it's a waste of money. I would, though, get your iron tested, get your vitamin B12, get your thyroid, because we know yeah. if the thyroid is out, that can affect other things. Personally, yeah. like I have thyroid issues and I have to keep that an eye on that. Your vitamin D is an important one. Now, not all doctors do that, so you do request it. So I would yeah. say if you are concerned maybe about bone density and stuff, you know, keep an eye on your vitamin D. Now, the blood test for the menopause, so if you're at that age and you think you've actually, you know, you've had no uh periods for about 12 months you can get your fsh because that can if it's over a higher level that can show we're in the menopause yeah but other than that ladies unless you're under really early men if you're at say under 40 they may look at blood tests but i would 
I would just ask, there's no point. If the doctor tells you I'm gonna use the blood test, I will get a second opinion because that is incorrect. You can't test for that. Okay, so what can we do? We can look at symptoms. So estrogen, you know, it's a called a female sex hormone, right? Yeah. But it's also produced by the adrenal glands. Mm -hmm. And we know it's used to regulate the, uh, the menstrual cycle, right? But it affects everything from our brain to our heart, to our liver, liver yeah. because it's involved in uh, production and regulation your skin collagen is affected by yeah. it your bones bone strength like bladder and most importantly your vagina because it needs to help the lubrication yeah. affects the ph of your vagina as well mm -hmm. so it is so so important for every part and that's why we have such a myriad of symptoms right we have so many um, on the course I did last year, they said there was about 34 recognized effects. Now, that's a lot. So it's not yeah. just a lot of women think it's your hot flushes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The sweats. That's what I would associate it. Well, because I, I think, well, I don't have the night sweats. Yeah. I don't have the flashes, you know, but there's so many. And it's because it affects all these individual organs because of the estrogen receptors and all of these organs. Um, so your symptoms can start, I suppose, the first one you could look at is your periods yeah if you're starting to have irregular periods and you know they might be light but they can also be very heavy and this is one that it's kind of scary I've heard of a woman she was in work and she flooded the seat so women out there if you know you're going through the stage have some pads or tampons in your bag leave some in the car leave some there just in case you have flooding so you know it's quite be such a, so embarrassing as well so keep an eye on your periods they could be lighter they could be heavy they could be more frequent or they could be at extended spells so that is one thing but remember if you are on contraception so a lot of doctors do prescribe the contraceptive pill to kind of monitor and alleviate some of the symptoms so then I would also because obviously that's not going to show really irregular periods so that's really important then to keep an eye on all the other symptoms so they can range from like your physical ones to your psychological your digestive your oral and your nerves that's kind of how they're categorized okay. and your vasomotor which is basically your hot flashes and your, okay, your yeah, night sweats so with so with the irregular periods start tracking if you're not tracking already i use the app called clue it's free yeah. i think it's really handy or just use your pen and paper you know use, yeah, yeah. we all have a phone write it in when you're having your period yeah. write it in and i would track the flow as well and you can use that then to show your doctor well i have these are the what i've been having over the last six months you know yeah. these are the dates your hot flushes and your night sweats, this can cause havoc for women. And right now we're in a heat wave. Yeah. I mean, the poor women of Ireland, we're going through enough crap. <laughs> we're, in, we're in a heat wave. And so your hot flushes, these are basically the feverish warmth, the blotchy skin. They can be really mild or they can make you want to jump in a nice river. Yeah. And, you know, it can be so hard, especially if you're in work. I know a lot of people... They sent, sent, sometimes have to bring changes of clothes. Now, I know with COVID, it would have helped because you're working from home. Yay, it's brilliant. You can sweat at home, no one notices. But it is really, really like, it's so tough on women when they're up there and they're, they're absolutely sweating and they still have to present or do whatever they're yeah, doing yeah. at work. Your night sweats, you're waking up drenched. You know, you have to change your PJs, your bed clothes. It's yeah. affecting your sleep. Yeah. So 
you know, these are your vasomotor symptoms. You know, it's basically the constriction and dilation of the blood vessels yeah. and leading to that sudden increase in blood flow to allow your heat loss. So there are kind of a couple more that to keep an eye on okay, as well. Yeah. And watch out for when they're happening. You know, are they happening every night? You know, that it all comes to tracking. And I'm not saying, lads, you have to just, try, you know, day one, I did, you know, that yeah, one day yeah. this happened. But just be a little bit more aware and in yeah, tune yeah. with your yeah. body. Yeah. Vaginal dryness. And I know all about this. And TMI, I'm sorry, ladies, but we need to talk about this. Yeah. Yes, it can be a normal part of aging, but it's not you're, you're, it's not something going on in your body. This is due to the lack of estrogen, you know, and it's reducing the lubrication around our uh, muscles down there. You may be having painful sex. Uh, some women actually have issues sitting down. It's so bad. Mm. And, you know, it, it leads to such discomfort. And so that will lead also to a psychological symptom of your loss of libido yeah your loss yeah. of confidence yeah. you know it's 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 horrible it really really is but there's lots that can be done and i'll go through that in a moment yeah. urinary symptoms so incontinence is quite common because again the low estrogen is leading to thinning of the bladder lining so we want to urinate more frequently yes. some women have lots of utis so if you're having that keep an eye like this is linked into your perimenopause stage. So prolapse, another big thing, yeah. like 50% of women in, peri in menopause are actually ha have prolapse. So your organs are starting to uh, fall down. Someone, some women describe it as their vaginas feeling fatter. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, keep an eye on that weight gain. And I know everyone wants to, me to, to, to jump onto this one. So Waking is a huge, huge thing. And this leads to obviously anxiety, loss mm -hmm. of confidence, loss of libido. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to have sex because you're not feeling it. Like yeah, yeah. if you think all of these, all of the symptoms, and in a way, I don't really like to call them symptoms because symptoms is linked to a disease. Menopause is not a disease. Menopause mm -hmm. is a natural transition. So I would like to call them, and I've heard with other women, effects. These are effects of the menopause. You know, we're, it's not a disease. So weight gain, a lot of women will say the my, my belly is just getting, I'm getting fatter yeah. by the day and it's all coming on here. And a lot of this is due to the fat redress. Like the scales may remain the same, yeah. but your fat is moving from the thighs and it's moving to the midsection. And a lot of that is linked to the body is trying to conserve the lack that the estrogen right so yeah. we know that adipose tissue produces a slight a smaller estrogen it's a yeah. weaker yeah. type compared to your adrenal glands yeah. and more so your ovaries so it's laying the fat down here and that's not really healthy because you know that's linking to your high levels of visceral fat which we know is linked to type 2 diabetes heart disease and such so you know it's not the best but it's there's just nothing we can't tell the fat to move you know mm -hmm. i wish yeah. i had that magic wand but we yeah. can't now, not only that, though, we are moving less. So your physical activity tends, as we're getting older, you know, we tend to move as a little bit less. Yeah. Also, we tend to lose a lot of lean body, uh, a lot of lean muscle mass. So we know that lean muscle mass contributes to our metabolic rate. So we are losing, so we've reduced fat-free mass, your lean, uh, lean less, or less lean muscle tissue. Yeah. So, you know, the number of calories that we're burning at rest is reduced now it's a slight reduction but it still contributes to that fat gain yeah. so i suppose we just in relation to putting on weight putting on I'm not going to blame it all on hormones yeah. it does come back to energy balance you know at the end of the day to lose weight we need to be in a calorie deficit yeah however if you're thinking you're not in the mood you're sweating you have no energy that's going to lead 
to not moving more because you're so bloody tired because yeah. they link fatigue that's another symptom as well yeah, I was going to say fatigue is going to affect the amount you move as well exactly yeah. everything affects you your niche is reduced and we know yeah. that niche which is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis so for those who don't know this that's uh, like you're walking you're gardening you're shopping anything that's not planned exercise exercise only burns a tiny amount yeah. of energy compared to niche so that's reduced um you know we do know that estrogen has possibly uh, an aid in fat burning and storage you know it's related to, because in the brain it's related to the energy homeostasis as well so yeah. also it's linked to increased appetite so you've all these things going on and I think one of the main culprits is your sleep yeah. if your sleep is disturbed it's going to reduce the amount of weight you're losing because it's affecting our hunger hormones your yeah. lectin and your ghrelin so we have a lot to deal with at this stage Usually. so there's so many effects as you're saying with the perimenopause and menopause that you've listed there um loads more yeah loads more as well but I think you've really like given good detail into a lot of those ones and the main ones I'm guessing like and yeah like definitely like if you're around that age the age group that you've kind of mentioned there particularly would you say like 40 onward and you're getting those that you need to kind of just maybe check in be more aware of what's going on maybe check with your gp and um the blood test probably won't tell you much as you're saying but it's more these effects like and maybe a couple of them together perhaps um might be a good indicator would would that be right yeah yeah i would say now there's an app you can use so newson health um so dr louise newson and uh, it's called a balance app it's free to download so I would advise any women who thinks they might be in that stage, download it. You know, it helps you track, look at all these symptoms and bring that to the doctor. Okay. Be prepared. Like your doctor just to not, and I'm not slagging GPs here. I really am. And like, no, I know. Yeah. a lot of them are not, are not specialized in the menopause or a lot of women's health, you know, yeah. general practitioners, most of the time track your symptoms, be aware that, you know, your doctor may not be educated in this. A lot of women are being prescribed anxiety tablets at the minute when they're going in. I know this from personal experience and from um, clients. The first thing they do is, oh, you're grand, take this and you just get on with it. Now, I'm sorry, that's not how you deal with it. We need to talk about it because anxiety, the evidence shows that anxiety tablets for low mood in in the menopause, there's no evidence for it. There is no evidence for that. So if your doctor is giving you anxiety tablets or um, anything like that for low mood, walk out. Yeah. ask for a second opinion okay. so get tracking that stuff be prepared and if you're afraid to go to your doctor bring someone with you you yeah. know have a friend there so there are things you can do so being prepared and I'll move on to that now if that's okay and how we can manage that with nutrition and training yeah that's what I was going to get on to next so I suppose like like there's so much you could cover here Eddie in terms yeah. of nutrition training and like obviously this is like podcast so we could do three or more as you said but like if you were to try to summarize um maybe two three points around nutrition what do you think would be the main things that you'd cover uh, or like do things change you know around this point or what would what needs to be adjusted or is there any adjustment need to be made what what's your advice well i suppose i'm going to hit training first before i go into nutrition because training really we just need to move more okay our needs coming down so if you can find something when it comes to exercise, you want to do something that you love, okay? Because that will help you do it more. So I would always say to all my clients is try to get out, get some fresh air. And we know that if you can get out early morning, that's going to benefit your sleep in relation to circadian rhythm. So that's really good. Yeah, definitely. Early morning, 
Yeah. Do this, Mary Jo, 15 minutes. Just get yeah. your arse moving. Get up, get out. That's what I do first thing in the morning. My runners are there. I'm out the door. And put your gear where you can see it. Like yeah, have yeah, it ready absolutely. the night before. And that's just something for anyone who's struggling with sleep to be aware of. That first day, bit of daylight in the morning can really help regulate that circadian rhythm yeah. and improve your sleep quality. Whether Huge you're evidence. in perimenopause or not, this is something I get a lot of my clients to do. And even if it's not exercise, they're just sitting out in the garden. At, if they're so low in energy in the morning, even sitting out in the garden with a cup of tea, just to start off with and then get yourself moving doing a little bit more of a walk as you start to build this into a routine or habit 100% a really good tip there with regards yeah. to sleep because I, I think people think like how can I get up for a morning walk if I'm so tired the night if I can't sleep and I do get that but it's just getting out that, that first week might be a little bit hard but it really is a good thing to do there's so much evidence behind that so oh yeah. huge huge and this these tips will go for not just the perimenopause like yes we have to adjust a couple of things in in perimenopause and menopause but majority of things will come down to that whole balance 80 20 so your exercise resistance training has been shown to help so resistance training for your bone health especially so we need in order to prevent uh, I suppose and slow down like we're all going to age yeah. but to slow it down we want to keep as much lean uh, tissue as we can we want to strengthen those bones too in order for the bones to grow and get stronger they need to be um stressed yeah so we need to stress them and uh, now I'm not talking about pounding and, and crossfit and all of that mm-hmm. like you know we have to realize and as coaches we have to realize that that woman in front of you could be sweating, could be ha- having continence, which is a lot of women. And I have it myself. I cannot do jumping jacks. I can't mm-hmm. do burpees. Um, so as a coach, you need to be aware of the effects and how that affects your training. But to women right now, get up and get moving. Do something you enjoy. Do it with a friend and makes things better. If you can, resistance training, pick up a bit of weight. You're not going to turn into much of a man, ladies. I have been training for 10 years and I'm still waiting on that bloat of muscle, you know. Weight training does not make you bulky. And I still think there's such a fear around there. Cardio to get that blood flow into the brain as well. A little bit of, you know, uh, if you like jogging, brilliant. Like I'm not a big, I used to run, I don't anymore. Um, But I just love training myself. But make sure it's something you do. Our coordination balance slips, not only because of our eyesight as we head into our 40s and 50s, you know, it's your hearing, your vision, everything's getting a little bit uh, weaker. So if you can uh, put in some coordination and balance movement, so like while you're waiting on the uh, cup of tea or while you're waiting on everyone's boiling the kettle at some stage in the day, balance on one foot and hold that for maybe 10 seconds and try closing your eyes. So incorporating some single leg, if you're training in the gym, get some single leg work going, some single arm work as well. You know, we need to work on that coordination and balance so it really is important for your heart health for your bone health oh yeah if you have issues with your pelvic floor I would refer out to pelvic floor specialist um there are if you follow uh, two people amazing to follow Sarah Duval and uh Helen Cleave on uh she's Umi Health on uh, Instagram amazing um but a squeezy app I'm using it at the minute it's uh 450 it's the NHS one and uh, it tells you to squeeze your pelvic floor. Now we don't want to, we don't have want to have too strong of a pelvic floor because that can link to leaking as well. But we want a good balance. So definitely in relation to training, get out, get walking, try and get your squeezies going with the squeezy app. We need to work on that. And if you can lift some weights and start small. And I would go back to myself at 30 years of age and get a trainer yeah, and yeah, even yeah. to get you for two or three months to give you an idea where you're going. Yeah. So that's really in relation. And because we need to as well, our brain health is, is affected by um, the menopause. Now, 
uh, Dr. Lisa Moscone is amazing when it comes to research with the menopause and brain health. And she has said that it's not that we're not, we're not losing, we're still smart and compared to men, it's just, we're just <laughs> losing a little bit. Um, we go through stages, like you go through pregnancy, your brain changes. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing when it comes to menopause. So that's really in relation to your training. Now, you're in nutrition. Yes, we are getting a little bit heavier at this stage in our life. So things have to change, guys. You you're, may not be able to consume the same amount of calories as you did before. So you may need to adjust. A couple of key things are so important. Your calcium. Calcium and vitamin D. So calcium because of our bone health. Yes. So women really don't and you know you did amazing posts on dairy i can't emphasize how, how how great dairy is because not only has it calcium it has your fats it has your protein yeah. and carbohydrates like it's an amazing food yeah. it yeah. really is we have to get at least 1200 milligrams of calcium as we're going into this stage in our life so for example uh sardines i know a lot of people don't like them but they are amazing for they're so high in your yeah. calcium so yeah. instead of salmon cakes maybe make sardine cakes yeah, uh, yeah fish cakes right um glass of milk your spinach you know anything leafy greens i think the protein you know i'm obsessed to aldi i the protein yogurts out of aldi are great yeah um, you know we gotta get our calcium in for our bone health yeah. we also need our vitamin d so we know we don't get enough from sunshine yes we've glorious sunshine at the Moment. minute yeah yeah but we're putting on sun cream right so we're not actually getting it so i would always advise now the health recommendations are 400 ius per day now yeah. that's for a child and that's for minimum health yeah i would always say 1000 to 4000 i use yeah, yeah but you would need to uh obviously talk to a doctor if you want to get you know the really high levels i take a high one myself even though i am getting vitamin d because throughout you know we do store it because it's fat soluble but we don't get it outside of this period you know yeah yeah uh, from October like we get to March we get very little oh, in Ireland absolutely yeah um, but yeah it is important to get like I would probably recommend as you said get it tested because it is high doses as they can be stored can be toxic to some people uh like in Ireland it's it's rare and not that it's rare. rare but like but at the same time we don't get that much so most likely you'd be okay but still it would be a good idea to get your I know, yeah yeah uh, and before and just to request dose. it request yeah, it because yeah. they won't do it i think it's an extra um, cost to get it done actually i think there is an extra payment now to get uh i've never paid my doctor does it but i think it costs the lab or it could maybe it costs well, them yeah. to get it done yeah um yeah. thankfully i've never been i have to get it now because i have the osteo well i'm, I'm now gone from osteoporosis to osteopenia which is great okay um great. yeah so it's a major improvement so just with that, so your vitamin D, your calcium, magnesium is important. Yeah. So magnesium helps in the absorption of uh, calcium as well, as well yeah. as vitamin D. So the, a lot of us don't get enough magnesium in our diet. So that comes from like your whole grains, your vegetables, your greens. And um, so in menopause as well, um, your sleep is affected, right? Because we, we yeah. spoke about that. So magnesium has been shown to aid sleep as well. Yeah. Now there are, be careful because there are certain types of magnesium. There's lots. So the biglycinate is the one I yeah. would, or the chelated magnesium. Yeah, me too. And yeah. also be mindful that, you know, some of the magnesiums do cause constipation because yeah. it is linked to that. So um, be mindful of that as well. But definitely and um, no more than, I think, 400 milligrams per day. But um, yeah. I doubt depending on your dosage, but always yeah. check the instructions. I think it's a really good one during um, 
to be honest with you, it's my, probably one of my favorite horm- uh, hormones um, supplements uh, to recommend like, yeah. for most hormone issues, really. It's because like we use up so much magnesium in the body whenever our nervous system is even slightly stressed. If we're not getting sleep, we'll use it up. If we're stressed, we'll use it up. Uh, so it's just what it's used. It's over in, used in over 300 enzymatic reactions in the body. So it's constantly being, you know, even if we are eating a variety of whole grains, greens, veg, it's still being utilized very, very rapidly. So a supplement can help with nervous system balance sleep and so but definitely not like the oxide not a good one it will it's not absorbed and can lead to constipation by glycinate is probably the best one to take i have read magnesium taurate is quite good for menopause and the taurine and magnesium combination is very good for um sleep and nervous system for menopause and perimenopause but um that was dr lara bryden she recommends that and um, okay, that that's yeah. just it's not something um again i don't work mainly with menopause or perimenopause that much so i'm not really recommending it on uh, that much but magnesium glycinate is one of my yeah. go-tos for every age group really yeah, it's been it's it's been shown in some studies to help it sleep, and I'm actually trying it on two of one client and Alan as well. So I oh, get right. him to try out some stuff, yeah, because yeah, he has restless legs as well. So oh that, yeah, really uh, good for that. That's yeah. Uh, difficult. Um, yeah, but obviously we want to go to food f- first, right? Absolutely. But there are, like I said, we um, now with calcium you can take a calcium supplement, but you can get it from food. Like I mean, mackerel. Yeah. If you one portion of mackerel, 140 grams, it gives you enough for the week. It's it's amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. So. Keep an eye on that. So definitely food first. Like, I mean, you want that balance, your mix of fruit and vegetables. Protein is key. And yeah. the people who know me, I'm obsessed. My clients probably go, this one is on about protein again. Yeah. It, it functions without it, we die. So get it into you. I would always put it in the first, first meal of the day, whether it's at 10 o'clock or 12 o'clock, you have to have a protein source. Yeah. Um, it's key. And especially as our muscle mass is declining, we need to keep it as strong. We need to be as strong for as long as possible. I'm the, um, I'm the same as you, Dee. I'm always harping on about protein with every meal. It's just, it's the most basic nutritional principle I always preach about but I think it can be used across the board for everybody yeah. but particularly women for balancing their blood sugars supporting their lean muscle mass keeping you more satiated reducing the cravings everything it's just so so everything. beneficial so uh, yeah like making sure you start off the day with, with a protein with your breakfast will just balance you off quite well for the rest of the day you won't get that mid-morning slump as quickly you're more likely then to choose a better lunch as a result and then you'll include more protein with it with that as well and so on it just it's protein a, with every meal every meal absolutely yeah. so and it's so easy nowadays like your dairy like i'm obsessed like i said with the yogurts eggs are the most yeah. amazing food in the world eggs i think i'd have them i have so many eggs a day like the research you know that it the days are gone now where eggs are bad for you they're not like yeah, thing yeah. that whole with the good and bad food like there are like i'm obsessed with that there's no such thing as a good or bad yeah. food just some have more nutrients than other yeah. but then it comes back to uh, another thing, if you're not getting in your diet is oily fish, you need yeah. to supplement with fish oils, especially there's been research shown that it aids your triglycerides and yeah. reduces your inflammation. It's key for your brain as well. You know, we need the DHA for your cognitive. We, okay. we just need those fish oils. Now, if you don't, yeah. if you're not, if you're a vegan or so, you can get the algae, but yeah. the ALA doesn't convert as well. You need a higher dosage. Yeah. Just be mindful when you are reading labels. You, for your fish oils, you need an EPA DHA combo of a minimum of 500 milligrams. Yeah. So majority is 300 uh, that you, if you're lucky and just be mindful to check the serving on the dosage, because some say you might have to take three or four tablets to hit that 
yeah. so be mindful of that um, and when it comes down I suppose you know lost so many women are obsessed with this you know diet culture and everything we need to kind of stop viewing that and, and looking at rather than oh getting into that bikini body this is your body appreciate it yeah. and look at changing and improving your health and or your lifestyle for long-term health yes. if we can change that mindset and that comes at any age right absolutely but, yeah. Yes, it is harder in menopause. Yes, it is harder as we're getting older. But you, this energy balance still applies. You need to move a bit better, more. You need to make better choices when, yes, you can have your donut. Yes, you can have your donut. But remember or, that those donuts can be high in trans fats, which we want to eliminate out of our diet. So maybe, you know, have the donut, but don't be having it seven days a week. Exactly. Yeah. Have your fats are really important. Your fats are so important for our hormones. It's so many important for immunity and everything. So when you're choosing your fats, you know, your polyunsaturated, your nuts, your seeds, your salmon, your avocado, you know, we saturated it's fine. So saturated by I, I, your cheeses and your meats and stuff. Yeah. That's where the fat, your saturated fats comes in there. They're fine, but you need to be careful that you're including a mixed source of fats and that yeah. it's all not saturated fats. Exactly. Yeah. And carbohydrates are key. Yeah. Right. Though so if you're a start, you can never remove a food group out of your nutrition. You can't yeah. because there are consequences every, anyway. Like there's consequences. Yeah. So obviously the less processed stuff we have in our diet, the better. So your carbohydrates like potatoes are the most amazing food yeah. group. They're amazing. They're so satiating. Absolutely. You want your whole grains because carbohydrates, your fiber is a carbohydrates and you need that for your gut health because yeah. your gut health is, is affected by estrogen as well yeah, but your fiber is also really important for reducing ldl which is the bad cholesterol yeah. as we call it we do need a certain amount in our body yeah. so your fiber we need that for your heart health so you yeah. can't take out carbohydrates out of your diet so one thing i would say to women if you're not uh, if you don't have it in your press grab a bag of flax seeds they yeah. are amazing. They got amigas. They got now they also have your phytoestrogen. Yeah. So this is something that a lot of uh, women or some influencers may say, oh, we got to You don't need HRT. And I'm, I just want to briefly mention that I'm not a doctor, but I want to mention HRT. But your phytoestrogens are, come from your plants. Yeah. And a lot of people are saying, oh, well, you don't need to replace your hormones. Can you because you can get them from the plants and you can include more of that in, in your in your diet. We just don't get enough we don't get enough of the phytoestrogens in in our in the western world like in asia some of the research shows that they don't suffer as much with menopause symptoms yeah. because of the high plant intake that they have over there yeah. um so tofu, yes I've, tofu and things like that too and adami tofu is amazing yeah. yeah yeah and your um, part of their some diet. of the fermented yeah. stuff there yeah your miso great yeah, as well yeah, yeah and we have some in dark chocolates there's some in wine like um but just to be mindful as well I want do want to mention HRT like I will say straight up like I'm not a doctor I'm not a nurse I'm not a uh, practitioner yeah. as a general GP as such but if you are really struggling with symptoms you know food isn't going to replace Okay, food is going to aid your lifestyle, which will help the effects. So yeah, yeah. anything we can do training and food wise to help the effects, we got to do it. And we, we don't wait till 51. Start now. So whoever's listening to us, if you're 15, if you're 25, yeah. start now because this benefits your health. But when it comes to the fact that your quality of life has been affected so badly, when you're at the lowest of the low, when your relationships are breaking up, yeah, yeah. you need help. Like I take thyroid because I have a thyroid issue. 
Yeah. If you need estrogen back into your body to live a, a good quality life. So speak to your doctor about HRT. It has been shown to reduce osteoporosis, to enhance heart health. Yes, there was research there linking it to breast cancer, but that research has been shown to be incorrect because the people they used in the study were already gone through the menopause. They had a they were obese. They had cardiovascular issues. That was the Women's Health Study Initiative in 2002. And like millions overnight, basically um, a couple of the authors went to the papers and they, they shouldn't have. And a report was written and like the media do, they run with the headline yeah. and it shows breast cancer, HRT causes breast cancer and it doesn't. Um, so uh, millions all over the world stopped HRT overnight. You know, it was horrific. And it's now been shown that, you know, the results did not show that it was a minimal, minimal risk. But there's so many things now. There's like the gold standard, the transdermal gels are amazing. So they don't, uh, there's no risk of blood clot with those. So in years ago, you take the pit, you took a tablet, which can increase blood clots and stuff. So now there's so many um, um, different versions of HRT but always speak to your doctor. And if you're not getting help, ask for a second opinion. Yeah. You know, HRT will help those women. And yeah. if you think, if you're at the lowest of the low, where you don't have the energy to exercise, where you are so confused, you can't make the right food choice. If yeah. you can do something to alleviate that in order to, yeah. to help you, you know, sometimes you need just that help. And maybe it's in the form of HRT in order to train better, in order to eat better. You know, there yeah, are it's important to, to point out, like to go seek help if you are like in a bad way with it, basically. And what about progesterone as well? Like, do you, like the, you lose that then when you're not, not ovulating as much, you're not producing that as much. What about that in terms of progesterone um, creams or would you, or so there are, I'm not, like I said, because I don't want to talk too much about um, the treatments that are offered by doctors, but we need progesterone to help the lining of the room to in yeah. order to reduce any cancers there. Yes. So there are um, progesterone, there, it depends, there's estrogen only, HRT, and then there's the combined one. Yes. So it will depend on the age that you're at and if your periods have stopped or not. So yes. talk to the doctors. We also need testosterone. Some women need testosterone replacements because testosterone is important for cognition, mm-hmm. brain memory and our libido so that's something that I am going to be talking to my doctor about um about replacing uh, testosterone in my body because of the issues with uh, libido and stuff Uh, another thing as well if you are having issues down below there are local estrogens you can get so vaginal uh, lubrications and stuff to help so like it's not hrt but it does help like lubricate as well and moist because you know our plants need to be watered. So yeah. we need to provide something there. So uh, one I use, the lube I use is called Yes. It's organic. It's like a water-based. So I would advise any women who are struggling with uh, down below. Yeah. And, and if it's irritated, avoid any of the smelly uh, lubes or yeah. anything that has fragrance. You don't want to touch them. Yeah. Um, Silk is another vaginal moisturizer. And there's a few out there. I, I go through a few. I put resources in, in the booklet that I do. Yeah. Um, and like, and just, if you want to give me the list of some things, um, I can put yeah. the link below, then that would be helpful. Perfect. Yeah. Because there's there's three now that I know I've just, uh, in, with Silk, you can actually apply for um, a free sample. So I don't know okay. if they do it to Ireland, but I've applied anyway. Yeah. So I want yeah. to try these things out. Um, so yeah, there are stuff we can do, you know, your sleep routine, putting a sleep. Yeah. Yes, we're having the hot sweats, but can you do a lighter duvet? Can you go naked to bed? You know, can you wear lighter pajamas? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
in relation to supplements and stuff and then I will finish up because I know we were, we could talk all day about yeah this. yeah so additional supplements um I know like uh, uh the factors sit oh I can never pronounce that when you, you do it for PMS as well the oh Vita Agnes yeah. Cantus yes yes yeah that has been shown some women use that because that can help with like PMS symptoms so basically if you suffer really bad with PMS normally that is exaggerated in, and it increases as we come into perimenopause stage. Yeah, yeah. The same as anxiety and depression. If you've already yeah. suffered with that at a younger age, it does, I'm sorry, get a bit heavier. So um, that can be useful for like the worsening PMS. Um, St. John's wart and stuff, that was an antidepressant. I think that's more of the UK. Black co-host I've come across in relation to hot flashes and sweaters, but I think it's more placebo. Um, with the herbal stuff, and I know a lot of people want to go down the natural route or, you know, go for herbal med medicines. You know, herbal medicines, it's complete, you know, they're naturally, they're natural, but it doesn't mean they're safer, right? Yeah, a lot of these not done with a herbalist if they're going to, don't yeah. go into a shop and get them yourself, definitely. No, because we plants are toxic so we don't know the effects that this is having on the body and yeah. um, it won't address your hormone levels you know which in turn won't protect your bones won't yeah. protect cardiovascular disease so if you are going down that route you need to look for there's a certain uh, tea it's basically there's a certificate that needs to be on it that shows that has been tested so okay, because yeah. some of them have been shown to cause liver failure not to scare yeah. people no, like, you can go into a health shop and get so many things now that can be more damaging than helpful you know so it is important if you are going to even like vitex i think it's a great supplement but it's not needed for everyone like there's so many people go on that for their periods and they can actually worsen them and um, it raises your luteinizing hormone a lot of people don't need that do you know what i mean if they've got pcos for example and uh, so it kind of be it can be generalize as being the hormone to to give for everyone and where is it shouldn't be uh same with J saint john john's ward like that like is interacts with so many other um medications and even like grapefruit and other foods as well so it's yes, great yeah yeah it shouldn't be taken like so yeah it's really important that you're not taking these herbs or supplements without speaking with a herbalist or uh, a nutritionist like yeah. again they need to be certified absolutely like I have a lot of time for herbs I think that they're really good when used correctly but that, that's you know they need to be used correctly that's yeah. important thing. and not like I'm seeing a lot been promoted on social media by non-certified people and, yeah yeah and just be careful and um, blood pressure medication has been shown to reduce some hot flushes but like all of this needs to be prescribed yeah and you, the doctor needs to be um well versed in that and educated um just to finish off as well yoga and med meditation has been shown to really really help with anxiety and all of that yeah so yeah. and mindfulness so you know a yoga helps as well because of that meditative side acupuncture and all these complementary type oh, yeah, treatments yeah, yeah you know there's no evidence to say that they're like the, the best but the, you know if you're enjoying them and if it helps you sometimes do. it's not always evidence for something but no. it doesn't mean if it works for you it works and that's all that matters like so. exactly yeah. and yeah. like to remember everyone is individual so what works for mary up the road yeah. isn't going to work for helen and the same with weight loss you know mary might be losing 10 pounds and you're only losing one pound like, oh, yeah, that's it. stop comparing one thing if you are taking fish oil supplements if you have any heart issues you need to speak to your doctor because the fish oils have a thinning effect which can interfere with some of the blood uh, medication heart medication but everything else lads get 
try and it's that 80 20 I, I yeah yeah but yeah. we do need as we're hitting menopause we do need to work a little you have to get the palatine you have to get your protein yeah. you need to move a little bit better even more and, it's a good one because like you it can afford you maybe to keep the same amount of calories that you may have done before if you just move more basically and but finding out something that you actually enjoy doing because if your energy is low and you're not in the best mood you're not going to want to do something that like you know a workout that you don't enjoy so try do it with someone do it with a group whatever it is get something that you really enjoy and I think yeah. that's really good advice and everything else that you said there around nutrition is exactly what I would be preaching as well and just generalized nutrition advice really across the board it shouldn't change that much it just might mean you need to up your protein a little bit more really get lots of plant-based fruits vegetables in your diet fish like and then then those specific yeah. supplements that you said will be really really important and uh, then of course seek uh, extra advice from your gp if you need it uh, if you are struggling and yeah look after your lifestyle as well as you say it's all oh, and the water oh yeah that's the yeah. i forgot to mention the water the hydration <laughs> because yeah. constipation is a is in, uh, a lot of issues with constipation so you know your fiber and your water um and yeah yeah any anyway, questions you know they can always come back to us absolutely well look that's it like they everyone can find you on instagram dk fitness um, and check out all your amazing content and message you and like you have that master class available soon I think yeah. uh, for people to buy or watch again on your website which would be so helpful I really would recommend anyone who thinks they're going through this or is you know in perimenopause or menopause to check that out um, but yeah dude, that was amazing like so much knowledge you have and I know you could talk for hours more uh, I got so much from that as well and I think it will really help a lot of women out there but like, I think this will help both, you know, I think what you said there, if you're someone who struggles with PMS severely right now, that's a sign to get on that now. That's a sign your hormones are a little bit out of whack now. So you don't want to be that progressing into your perimenopausal years and menopausal years. So like, manage your PMS now and you shouldn't have severe, severe PMS that really knocks you out. So like speak to someone that works with hormones and can help you with that. Like that's what I do. I help people manage their PMS so it's not debilitating. So yeah, like this is just a, an opportunity for you to maybe take on your hormones now before if you are not at that stage of life or if you are you may have gotten a lot from that today from what you said there d what you can do and what to look out for and all the strategies that you can implement but uh yeah thank you so much for coming on i really enjoyed that and ah, um, any final words anything you want to say um no just to talk i mean yeah. don't struggle it's not the end and just to be you know don't be scared i know i've mentioned some really not not nice things that goes on but like awareness is key and you know be aware get prepared take action is what yeah. I try and you'll start now you don't wait until you're debilitated at your 60s when you're starting to hunch over because you're about you know you've got osteoporosis start now get your talk to your daughters talk to your friends I yeah, mean, yeah. just open the conversation I you know in Ireland we tend to shy away and That's everything's totally a taboo that. here I think the more we start talking about it and really if you're not getting help from your GP go yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not a GP. I, all of this is through education, um, and I want to reinforce you. You need to this. You really need to. If you're in this phase, there is help. Yeah, speak yeah. to somebody, and that's yeah. And you know, try it. It is an amazing phase. It's a new transition in our life. You know, yeah. embrace embrace it as much as you can. 
That's it. Absolutely. Well, look, thank you so much. Really good words there to end it off. Um, thank you again. And thank you everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes and share it so other people can hear it. I'd really appreciate it and really appreciate everyone who took the time to listen to this episode as well. So I'll be back again with another episode. Take care. Chat soon.